What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Insights Into a Soul, the podcast that nobody asked for, but here it is. So uh, it's been a while, guys. I feel like I say that a lot uh, because we go quite a while in between. I want to do these things weekly or bi-weekly, but it's not always easy. So just been kind of doing this whenever I'm inspired cadence. I've got a whole list of podcast topics that I want to talk about, and I just never get around to them. I need to change that. I need to change it. I need to dedicate time and actually record. But I've just been really inspired lately, really inspired. Something's been on my heart. Um, started really digging back into leadership and learning and educating myself and growing again and uh, listening to John Maxwell podcasts and stuff like that. And and my Instagram feed also has just been flooded a lot lately with different things from Simon Sinek and these different leaders and, and thought leaders and people that are smart. And so, you know, it's really been on my heart. And I just figured maybe it's time that we have a conversation about this because you know, leadership has always been something that's been near and dear to my heart. It's been something that I've done for years. I say done, but I've focused on that. I've worked on developing and growing. You know, I've had the opportunity to work under some great leaders in my time. Um, you know, 18 plus years, 19 years now in my career in, in the world of video. And I've, I've had some great mentors and some great people to pour into me. And I've had the privilege of learning under John Maxwell and people around him. Um, and then it's funny cause like 13 years later, uh, that has come full circle again. And now John Maxwell is working with the organization that I'm a part of and starting to develop our leadership there. So it's like, kind of like, oh man, I was able to be mentored by people that were learning from him 13 years ago. And here we are 13 years later, completely different state industry, everything. And here we are back again with John Maxwell. So it's just this very unique opportunity and it kind of hit me. It's like, maybe, maybe there's something to this leadership stuff that I do. And so maybe it's something I really need to continue to lead into, you know, always, always going to do video. Video is always a part of me and in production and photography. I love it. I love being creative, but what I love more is developing people and watching people grow, watching people step into uh, the realization of who they are and what they're capable of. And I've always been very good at doing that for other people, helping them develop skills and abilities and, and develop themselves and overcome struggles and hardships and things like that. But I've never been good about doing it for myself. I think it's always easier for us to, to develop others and to speak into others, but not take our own advice sometimes. So I've been trying to shift that focus and really focusing on me. And I realized lately something happened and I realized I'm pouring a lot of time and effort and energy, especially as an empath. And, and we'll get into that in another episode, but I, I, I leave a lot on the table when I'm working with other people as an empath. I feel other people. I feel their pain, their hurt, their struggle. Even when they don't talk about it, I can still feel it. And unlike most people, and I think it's easy for people to like, kind of like, okay, you go to work or you do this and you do that and you disconnect and then you, you have your separate life at home. But me, I struggle with being able to leave it on the field, so to speak, something I'm working on, but I struggle with being able to disconnect and not worry about things wherever it is. If it's people I'm working with or friends of mine, I always want to pour extra into them to make sure they're succeeding. And in doing so, I often don't have enough left over for me. So refocusing, recentering, putting the spotlight back on myself, the effort back on myself, because I really need to focus on a few things that I'm doing right now. And, and do them the best that I can um, to kind of grow to the next to the next level. 
Uh, so that brings me back around to leadership and, and started listening to the podcasts again, reading again, um, really trying to educate myself and just, you know, dive into this world. And, and a few things hit me. You know, we talk about leadership a lot and a lot of people that are in the leadership world, you know, don't I, th- I think a lot of people have this concept of leadership, but don't actually know what leadership is. You know, leadership is more than just managing people. See, you can be a manager of people. You can manage them. You can be in a manager, an assistant manager, whatever. You can have these rankings, these positions, these titles where you have teams under you and people under you, and you can still not be a leader. Just because you have a title doesn't make you a leader. See, leadership is more than that. Leadership is deeper. Leadership is a connection. Leadership is, is this world where you understand your people and you want them to be the best that they can be for whatever reason. Now, as a manager, someone like that in a, in a business, you can want your people to be the best that they can be for the profit, for the company. That's great. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. It's a for-profit business. You want them to be the best that they can be skill-wise for the position. But it goes beyond that. Why do you want them? Not That cannot be the only why. Obviously, there has to be a bigger why than that. And this is where you get in the whole thing of understanding your why and Simon Sinek and all this. Um, you have to have your why and you have to understand the why of the company you work for. Now, again, we want to develop people so that they can be better leaders themselves, better employees, so that the company functions better. But you also go deeper than that. You connect with people. I connect with people. When I work with people wherever I've been, I always connect with them and I want them to be better people, not because of the business per se. You see, the success of the business is the byproduct of success of personal development and growth. And success of healthy teams equals business success, right? Healthy people equals business success. When your people are bought in, when your people are cared for, when your people are loved, when your people are being developed, they're going to produce better content. They're going to produce better product. They're going to produce better results in themselves and within the company. And it's not, it's not an ask at that point. It's just something they do. Why? Because they believe in the company, but they believe in you. They believe in you. They believe that you care about them beyond what they can give you. One of the places I worked before had a great saying. It was, we will never prostitute people for what they can produce. Basically saying, we will never work someone, overwork them, or, or, or uh, exploit them because they're good at something. You might be good at video. We're not going to exploit you at video just to get videos out of you. You see, we want you to be a healthy, well-balanced person. And I think that's the thing a lot of leaders don't understand is that just because you're a manager, you're not a leader. There's one thing at making sure tasks can get done. Check, check the checkboxes. Great. But as you probably know, and you've probably experienced, you can check the checkboxes off on your task list and you can still feel empty inside you can still feel lost, lonely. And, 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 then, and after a while, you'll start to question what you're doing and why you're doing it. Why the heck am I still here? Why am I still doing this? And when people in your organization, when people on your team start to question why they're there or feel like they're forgotten or left out, you've got a fundamental problem with leadership. And now leadership is in layers. You know, you can have someone that's at the top of an organization that's a great leader, that's got a great vision, that's got a great drive, that's got great ideas and great plans, and they're developing their people. But the thing is, you can hit roadblocks in leadership. So you can have 
a, a person who's the head of a company and maybe their team immediately under them, they get it, they get the vision. But then oftentimes where there's a lot of breakdowns in, in these leadership structures are in middle management. And if you look at companies, you'll see this, you'll see this over, over the years and bigger organizations, especially because you get to a point where most businesses are about productivity and profit. So people become locked in, well, we need to hit these certain numbers. So we're going to do everything we need to do to hit those numbers, whether it's more hours, whether it's more workload on the people, uh, stress, increasing all that stuff. If we're getting the results, it doesn't matter. All they look at is the numbers and people become numbers to them and products and items that they can use and exploit to look good on paper. Because at the end of the day, some people are just worried about how things look on paper. They forget that there's people behind those numbers, behind that product. And so that's when in middle management, this happens a lot because it becomes numbers driven. So the, the vision and the heart, especially if you're in an organization where the culture is not a culture of growth and development, um, or that culture starts to get lost and that will happen. So I've seen this in retail, especially in a lot of different places. Maybe the, the leaders of the company have a great vision, but the people under them, the managers, the management, the supervisors, they are not replicating that down. And so, you know, just because you're put in a position of management, just because you're put in a position over people doesn't mean you're a good leader. Some people get positions, they're great people and they're very qualified at their role. And they're great in the organization and the management of teams, of projects, of people in that respect, but they're not good leaders. And then also you have some people that are great leaders. Well, let me back up. When I say they're not great leaders, what is leadership, right? Let's, let's, let's look at that because I think you can also be a good leader and not be a great manager. Some leaders just aren't good at managing. It's not their skill set. They're the people developers. And that's, that's where we get into leadership. Okay. Leadership to me is people development, people cultivating, nurturing. You're, you're able to connect and identify with individuals. You connect with people. You have a desire and a passion to connect with people. And then you learn about people. You connect with them in ways that other people don't naturally connect with them. Now, let me also say this. I think that everyone is a leader to some extent, okay? Everyone is a leader to some extent. No matter what position you're in, somebody's always going to be looking up to you for advice, for, you know, how to do their job, even just if it's replicating you. Somebody's eyes are always going to be on you. So maybe you're at the bottom, but if there's somebody new that starts, they're going to be looking up to you. You're the senior person there. They're going to look to you for... How does this company run? How should I do my job? What should I do? How should I act? So you then inherit this leadership element, whether you want to or not. Now, that's still not in-depth leadership because then you have different levels of leadership. You have people who are good at developing individuals one-on-one. You have people that are good at team dynamics and developing teams. Then you have people that are good at developing organizations and, and this big nebulous look at things. But one thing that all good leaders have in common, they desire to connect with people. We look at the greatest leaders and whether it's connecting people with a product, connecting people with each other, they want to connect with people. Ever since I was little, and John Maxwell's one of his last podcasts, it was a, I can't remember the name of it, I'm going to have to look it up now. Um, it was a phenomenal episode. I mean, they're all, they're all great. Um, let me look this up for you quickly. 
because I highly recommend you go watch this. Um, the episode is called How I Learned to Connect with People. It's two parts. And in this episode, Maxwell talks about how even as he was a kid, he knew he wanted to connect with people. He knew that he connected with people wherever he was, grade school, he connected with students, teachers. It was a natural thing. It was a natural draw. People were drawn to him. He was drawn to them. Now, how that manifested itself or what that meant, he didn't figure out until later in life. And for him, I think he was saying it wasn't until he was much later in his years where he really started to develop that connection uh, and the understanding of it. Um, but for me, you know, this is, this is a big thing because that resonates with me. I have always connected with people. People have always been drawn to me. I've always been drawn to them. You know, no matter what, I just, I love connecting with people and I, I always want to see the best in people. And I'm one of those people that I'm very much a, I trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. Whereas some people are, I don't trust you until you prove yourself to me, um, which is a tough way to live. It's a very bad way to live. If you, you know, obviously be cautious of people at the same time. Don't, you know, don't, uh, don't defeat them before they've had a chance to try. It's a huge thing. Well, I say a lot of people do that. A lot of managers do that. A lot of managers and people who call themselves leaders fall into this trap of, well, prove it, prove yourself to me. Well, I'm already here. You hired me. So obviously I have the skill. Why am I having to prove myself to you? No, no. The conversation should be, you're here. We believe in you. Let us help you grow and get to the next level. And I think that's the biggest challenge that I see in so many organizations. And I have friends uh, who work at different companies and talk about this, um, who have this passion for leadership as well and passion for people. And that's one of the biggest things that we see is that these organizations, you have people who are leaders who, who don't connect with their people. They might connect with them on a friend level and they're friends, they're buddies. They're, you know, they get along with them. And that's great. It's great. They, you know, they're liked by the people, but there's a difference between being liked by your staff and being respected by your staff and by the people under you. You can be liked by them and they think, Hey, this person, great person, great individual, love them. You know, they're the type of person I would definitely love to get a beer with after work. But then there's this level of respect where as soon as that person turns their back, they're like, I don't know if I trust this person or man, they're, they're a great guy or they're a great girl, but I just, I don't feel like they're the best leader. Like I, I'm, they're not causing me to move forward. They're not pushing me to move forward. They're not investing in me or getting to know me and bringing out the best in me. Okay. So here's here. Let's, let's talk about this now. It's very important for you to know yourself. So that's something I've been working on is introspection, learning about myself, developing myself, my skills, my abilities, knowing who I am, knowing what I want, knowing what I'm capable of, identifying areas where I'm weak and where I want to get stronger, identifying my strengths and how I can improve them and how I can utilize them. But again, being able to say, hey, I, I, I'm not there yet. I, I haven't made it. There's a lot of growth for me to still do. I've been in my role for 19 years. I'm still learning every day, every week, something new learning how to do something better, learning a new way to do things, learning a new technique or a new method. And it's the same way with people. No two people are exactly alike. So you're always going to be learning something different and unique about them. And then some small thing or something that happened in their life is going to cause them to act differently or react differently in these triggers and these things. 
And I think that's what I love about it is like, it's like a puzzle. You get to know people and you understand them. And once you understand them, there's something beautiful about understanding a person and knowing them and being able to help them, being able to develop them, being able to work with them. So it's important that we know ourselves, right? It's important that we know what makes us tick, what drives us, what our passions are, what our desires are, what our, our shortcomings are, what our pitfalls are. And it's important for us to develop that, to know that, and to understand that, because that's how we connect better with other people. And it's also how we do our jobs better. But, but it's also important as a leader to be able to identify that in others and to help them develop that and bring that out more and more. See, I see a lot of managers, and I have some friends that work at some companies and organizations where their manager or the person over them will force them into a role or push them to grow into something that they don't really want to grow into. Um, you know, they, they uh, say, hey, I think you'd be great at this, so I want you to start doing it more. But not having the conversation of, is this your passion? Is this a desire? Two things. Okay, two things, actually. One, uh, they haven't gotten to know the person well enough to know whether or not that actually is something that that person has a passion or desire for. And two, uh, you know, they haven't maybe identified um, that, that, that role, that thing. They, uh, they have this idea in their head of what they think people should do versus what people want to do. Now, this is, this is a fine line in a sense because, you know, you can, you can know someone and talk to them and maybe you see it in them and, and there is this underlying desire that they have where they're afraid of moving into something new. Let's say, I don't know, social media. All right. People want to develop their business, their brand and the personal brand. I've been doing some personal brand work with people. They're afraid to make the jump into social media. One of my friends uh, that I follow on social, she talks about people uh, are afraid to be on video. But video is one of the biggest things right now for social, for Instagram, for TikTok, whatever it is. Videos of yourself and being on video. People are afraid to step into that. So you have someone that wants to grow and encouraging them, understanding, helping them understand, hey, if they've identified this is an area I want to grow in, I want to grow in social media, hey, maybe the best step for you is stepping into doing your own video content. And then you help develop them and push them into that. They might be uncomfortable at first and they might be great at it. Some people are great on video, but they're afraid of it. You have to encourage them and help them, but you have to gain that trust. You haven't earned the trust with them to be able to push them into something that's uncomfortable. But once you've learned them and you understand them, you have that connection, they will trust you when you say, hey, I really think you should do this. You know what? You're right. I trust you. You, you believe in me. You want the best for me. I'm going to give it a go. And we're going to work through it. We're going to work through the struggle, the fight. And I've done that with people and they've come out on the other side and be like, oh my gosh, you were right. You know, I was so afraid of it and it ended up being such a great thing and now it's really working. Uh, then you also have the other side of it where if you don't know people well enough and you see something and you want them to do something, hey, I want you to do video. I want you to push into social media more and you push them into it and that's not their desire. You're not going to get a good product you're going to actually alienate them and push them further away from you because that person is going to say to your face, cool, let's do this. I'm not sure about it, but let's do it. And they're going to do it because you're their boss or you're, you know, in charge of their supervisor. And so it's their task at work and they do it. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be passionate about it, right? They're not going to, uh, 
to want to do it. So the product is not going to be the best it can be. And they'll probably end up building resentment. They'll probably not be happy about it. You know, you might push someone into social media and that person doesn't want to do that because they don't do social media themselves. It's not something they do. They don't even get on Instagram. They don't really have Facebook. Like they don't use any of it. So you push them into this role that you think they should do, but you haven't identified that that's actually a strength of theirs. And so you, you have this, this possibility, this, this world where you push people into things that they're not meant to do. The thing is, once you, if you really dig in with your team, if you really dig in with the people you work with and the people around you, you're going to identify what drives them, what's their passion, what they really, what makes their heart sing. And once you identify that and they trust you with that, then as their manager, as their leader, you can look for the opportunities to where you can push that. Hey, I know you have a passion for being on video. I know you have a passion for writing. I know you have a passion for whatever it is. We've talked about it. We've seen it and you've struggled with getting into it or maybe it's something you want to get into. Well, hey, in our business right now, we've got an opportunity where we can start to develop this. Maybe, you know what? You're a writer. You've got this great, this great skill that you haven't utilized. Let's work on that. And you start to give them a little bit of time and push them. And maybe it's uncomfortable, but you're going to encourage them and push them into that world. And then they might end up becoming one of the best writers you've ever known. But you have to start with building that trust and that relationship because you've identified their heart, their love, their passion. See, for me, my big passion used to be creating videos. It used to be my passion. I used to love it. I used to love shooting. But over the years, as I've grown, I've really started to grow more into the motion graphics stuff, um, really the production side, the producing of a project getting the team together, helping the team grow and develop, and then finding the stories and telling those stories. I don't care about putting my name on it. I don't care about putting things in a demo reel. What I want is I want to create beautiful art that tells stories, but that also people on the team can work on together and say, look what we created. And whether or not some specific person gets credit, that's great. I don't care. But what I care is that a story is told and that other people can engage in that story, learn that story, love that story. And grow from that story but then those people at the same time grow and find something new and wonderful about themselves and that i think is the true essence of leadership guys and girls is that you have to know yourself and then once you start to know yourself you can learn others what makes them tick you can figure out how you overcame your challenges and your struggles and help others do it and then as you work with people whether it's teams freelance contracting whatever it might be whoever you encounter you build that trust and you're going to be able to push them into things. So there needs to be kind of two threads, you know, in every, in every healthy leadership relationship situation, you have obviously the people, the individuals themselves have to, you need to help them learn how to understand themselves and identify themselves, but they will then start to think about what they want to do, awaken their desires and passions. And Hey, you know what? I find out I really have a passion for, photography. Cool. Well, how can I help you grow that passion? Then also there's the other side of it where you as the leader need to know your team, their strengths and their weaknesses and find out if a weakness for them is actually something they just don't have a desire to do. Hey, you enjoy photography. You're, you're okay at it, but is that a passion you really have? 
No, it's not. I enjoy it, but I don't want it to like be my desire because very carefully you can turn someone's passions and love into resentment, into hate, into something they never want to touch again. I've had that happen with a couple things over the years that I loved something and I pushed so hard into it or someone pushed me into it that I ended up hating it and I never wanted to do it again. And then it becomes a sore spot, it becomes a scar, it becomes pain. But good leaders, you know, a, a good leader is going to identify, well, this person, they're good at photography, but it's not their passion. You know, they, they don't they don't obsess over photography, over this and that. Their passion is, I don't know, I'm just using myself as an example, but their passion is motion graphics, okay? So we're going to encourage them. How can I help them develop that? Or maybe their passion is in, is in leading. Their passion's in teaching. So what opportunities do we have at our organization where they, they're a phenomenal communicator and they didn't even realize it or they were too afraid to talk about it. But now that I've, tr- I've built a relationship and trust with them over the years, hey, you're a great communicator. Why don't you start doing some lessons? Let's get you to teach people. And whether it's about the, the art that you do or whether, you know, you just like enjoy teaching lessons. Hey, we're going to put together a curriculum. You can teach that. You now identified something. So you've got these two key relationships that have to happen. The interpersonal relationship where you have to understand yourself and your people have to understand themselves and grow and continue. And this is also where you need to put leadership plans in place and programs. Don't expect people just to go out and do it on their own. They're not going to. Some will. But if it's not required, there's so much to do. You're going to fill 40-hour work weeks. They're not going to have the time or passion or desire afterwards to go do that. They're going to work on their own stuff or, or whatever. Or they might have a passion for it. That's, that's different, though. It's, it's very unique for a person to want to go read leadership books and dig into it without being prompted. Uh, I love it. I don't do it that often. Comes in waves. But so you need to make time for it. You need to make an, create an environment in which... There's times where you sit down and you have these discussions, these conversations, you go through a book, you go through a lesson and you're growing your team. You're giving your team a platform and a place where they can come together in a common interest and grow together and develop themselves. And then once you start to ignite that passion, them, they're going to want to go on and grow and, and, and they're going to come to you and be like, Hey, you've, you know, because you, I trust you now and you trust me. I have a desire to want to learn this or maybe you know, I think that maybe we could do this at our company and they're going to want to open up to you about that and they're going to trust you and they're going to trust that you trust them to give them the opportunity to do that, to, to, to try things, to, to do things differently. So it's a beautiful, beautiful process, leadership. It's messy, it's tough, but it's beautiful because you get to know people. And at the end of the day, I think humans just desire to be accepted, wanted, and loved. And this is a big part of that, especially in the workforce. I put a quote on social the other day. I think it might already be down. Um, it's kind of what inspired this podcast. I'm, so, uh, you know, I, I put out there, normalize identifying people's desires, strengths. Let me start that again. Normalize identifying people's desires, strengths, and passions and helping push them towards that versus pushing them towards what we think they should do. I think that's a key. Get to know people. Get to know yourself, get to know your people, and then start pushing them into their desires, strengths, and passions. Once you've earned that trust, you can push them in there and they're going to be accepting of that. Don't push them towards what you think they can do. Hey, I think you would be a great dog trainer. Well, I don't like dogs at all. Yeah, but you'd be great at it. You should do it. I don't, I don't like dogs. I don't have a passion to train dogs. Yeah, but I think you could do it. It's not going to work, man. Just give it up. All right. Um... And then 
I also said, you'll get happier people and stronger leaders if they lean into what connects with their heart. And that's the big key. That's the big key is that once you, once you identify a passion in someone, um, their desires, it's then easier to get quality out of them because you're going to find the things within your, within your space, within your organization, within your work. Hey, you've got a passion for this. I'm going to start putting you on this and give you this responsibility. One, they're going to, they're going to be excited because you've given them responsibility. Two, they're going to be excited and produce better content because they're passionate about it. Hey, you're passionate about designing logos. Well, we're going to start pushing you into being more of our design, our logo design person. They're going to make, that's going to make their heart sing. They're going to have a renewed love for their job because again, let's look at why they're going to be excited because you're giving them opportunity. You're giving them an avenue to lean into their talents, their desires, the things that drive them. They're going to be able to develop themselves. And then they're also going to feel like what they contribute matters and, and, and matters for the future matters for the organization as a whole. But then they're also, you're going to increase that relationship because they're going to say, Oh my gosh, this person knows me. This person's taking the time to understand me. So they're going to trust you even more. They're going to lean on you even more. Hey, if they trust me and they understand me and they've taken that time to get to know me, then I can trust them and they're going to open up to you. They're going to become a better employee, a better friend, a better leader, because they're also going to be watching and they're going to say, Hey, this person above me, this is the way that they lead. Because remember like replicates like, like replicates like you are going to create and attract those who are like you. Okay. So look at an organization. If, if an organization is having trouble, Look at the leadership and then kind of it goes down from there, right? Because I've seen it in so many times in organizations. Um, I've seen things start to struggle and it's usually the leader and it goes down from there. It very rarely is it the people. It can partially be the people because that person's attracted or put people in place that are like them and they're not a strong leader. So you've now got multiple people that are in place that aren't learning and growing, right? So that's a whole nother conversation for another time with team building and structure and recruiting and all that. But that's the thing here is that your people will trust you. Your people will look up to you and be like, this is a person I can trust. This is a leader that I want to follow. And they will follow you to the ends of the earth when they trust you. And when they know that you believe in them and you trust them, when they know that they're cared for and they're loved. And again, you can care for and love people in a work sense and not have to be involved in their personal life heavily. If they want you involved, they'll invite you in, but that comes with trust that comes with growth. And that comes with the security that you bring from letting them know you care about them beyond just a product or a person. And that you also want to develop them, that you want to help them move into their strengths and their best selves. You want them to be the best versions of themselves. Cause that's my desires that everybody I work with, I want them to become the best version of who they are. Whether it's someone I work with outside of work, at work, whatever it is. Anybody that I, uh, that I get to know and, and get in deep relationship with, I want them to become the best version of themselves. I want them to love themselves. I want them to love what they do. I want them to find their passions and become the best version of themselves. 
because here's the here's the thing I'm gonna leave you with, guys. As a leader, your desire should always be for your people to excel past you. Your desire should always be to leave people better than you found them, but for them to grow beyond you. Because then you know you've succeeded as a leader, as a trainer, as a developer. You've made someone that's gone on to be more successful than you. I'm never afraid of someone doing better than me. Partially a lie. As a human, I fear that. I do fear that people are going to outperform me and outshine me. And then it's going to cause me to look like yesterday's dinner, old news, out of date, out of style. So I have to push myself to become more relevant and stay relevant, especially in video and stuff. But that's the, that's the human side of me. The human side, the worldly side, that, that side's afraid of being outdone. And I, I just don't want to be like discarded or forgotten. But beyond that, my desire really is for people to excel past me. I want to mentor people. I'm working with some people that are photographers and video people now. I want them to become better than me. I want to pour all of my knowledge into them, but I know I don't know everything. So it's only natural that if I pour everything I know into them and then they go off and they find other people that know more than me, they're going to grow and excel past me. And then they're going to go and create people that are better than them. People that are better than them. People better than them. It's an exponential increase. It's an exponential growth. The organization, the companies, the brands that I work with, the world will be a better place because we're constantly making people that are more educated, that are more loved, that are more skilled, and that are happier with themselves and with what they create. And they want to carry that passion and that desire further, further, and further. And that's how you leave a life of significance and legacy. And that's another conversation that we'll get into another time. But I want to do things that live on past 15 minutes of fame. I want to do things that are going to leave a legacy, that are going to live on for years. I don't care if people remember me. I just want people to remember how they were treated. So, yeah. Different kind of episode today. I love it. I'm excited about it. It's something I'm passionate about. I love leadership. I love people. I love developing people, developing myself. Um, still growing. I've got a lot to learn, um, you know, but I, I feel that I also have a lot to give. So hopefully you got something out of this episode today. Um, the challenge this week, challenge this week. I'm going to do a challenge in, in twofold. Okay. Twofold challenge. Uh, first part of the challenge is going to be look at yourself this week. We'll do a little bit of introspection. If you don't journal, journal. I need to get back to it. I'm terrible about it. Um, do as I say, don't do as I do. No, I'm going to start doing it again. Um, but look at yourself, look at some things maybe that you're passionate about and identify those passions and those desires and see if those passions and desires match up to what you're doing now. Maybe you need to make some changes to lean more into your passions and your desires. It's scary. It's another episode for another time, but do some, do some introspection. Look into yourself. Second part of the challenge Look at your, uh, look at your network, look at those around you and, and maybe you are a leader. So look at them and make sure you're leading people the way that they should be led. Are you getting to know them? Are you leaning in to them? Are you listening to them? Or are you just a bulldozer who's pushing your agenda on them and not listening to them and telling them what you think they should do versus helping them figure out what they should do? So yeah, a couple challenges for you guys this week. Um, obviously, you know, positive episode. 
continue to be better so that we can make others better. And in doing so, we're going to make this world better and our organizations and our art and what we create and businesses and whatever it is. Um, but yeah, thanks again for entertaining me. You have entertained another episode of Insights into a Soul Guide, I promise. I'm going to try to get more regular with this and probably try to pull some clips for this uh, for social spots. If something stuck out to you, let me know. Leave a comment. Leave a comment on Instagram, um, on YouTube, uh, wherever you can comment. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, but send me an email. Send me a message on Instagram. Text me. Text me. Uh, let me know if something stuck out to you or a thought that was like, oh my gosh, that's a great thought. I'm going to post this on uh, Instagram and social so you can leave a comment on, on the post. Um, but yeah, thanks for hanging out. Thanks. It was a great talk. Another great conversation. I love talking to you guys. It helps me so much. It's therapy for me. Uh, this has been another episode of Insights into a Soul. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Till next time, see you guys.